Welcome to Learned Lag, a podcast about yesterday's Learned League questions and answers. I'm George. And I'm Amanda. George and I are both in Zephyr A. This is season 24 for me and season 28 for George. And this is day 25, the final day of season 96. Question one asks us for a city in the metropolitan area of Houston that fits the set of Sugartown, Louisiana, Sugar City, Colorado, and Sugar Grove, Arkansas. Um, so this one is one I've heard, I think, from uh, one friend of ours who lives down in Houston or in that area, and also another friend whose uh, relatives, their family members live there. Mm. Um, and this is Sugarland. Uh, I spelled it all as one word, um, and I, I didn't really consider any, anything else, given that all of these have sugar in the name and... Um, I don't really know if there's anything else other than that that they have in common, um, but uh, I, I just figured it had to be that because it, you know, unless there's some secret common thread that I don't know about <laughs> that would make this like Arlington, Texas. Like I don't, uh -huh. I don't think that would be uh, a very fair question. I think so. Uh, I put down Sugarland. Uh, same. Uh, I've I think I've heard of it because. Uh... I was thinking there was a particularly uh, horrible Texas politician who was from there. Quite possibly. Um, so I also said Sugarland, also all one word. Mm -hmm. And that was basically the correct answer. Uh, apparently there is a space between sugar and land. Yeah. But, you know, by the sounds like rule, I believe that would still be correct. Probably so. The The horrible politician was Tom DeLay, as it oh, turns out. Oh, my goodness gracious. And so I, I think that, like book or a, a long-form article about him at some point mm. like had that in the title or you know that was like the angle that he was like sure you know part of the machine there or something or that's mm -hmm. you know here's a here's a, a stuff about this city that explains why he's the way he is kind of thing sure but i could be wrong i, I may have just remembered the name of it generally and since okay. it's in texas i just associated it with some horrible politician and there was like a 70% chance I was correct. Well, and you may have heard the same friends, you know, chatting about yeah. it in our, our Slack channel. So, um, you know, there's, there's probably a few different angles there. Mm -hmm. Question two asks us for the quote unquote ordinary name of an English rock band that split up acrimoniously in 1987 and gives us the members first names, Johnny, Andy, Mike, and Steven. It says no one refers to him as Stephen uh, or with any first name. Uh, this question was basically, how cool weren't you in the 80s? Or were you, depending. Like I said. <laughs> um, so my, my first thought was just, oh, uh, is this about Black Sabbath? <laughs> and this is about Oz, and the Stephen is Ozzy Osbourne. And I thought, no, because mm. Ozzy is the first name that he goes by. So that's not it. And also, I feel like they were, they didn't break up acrimoniously in 87. Mm. Uh, they were more popular in the 70s than the 80s, et cetera, et cetera. Okay. Um, and so then I thought, well, is this like the Thompson twins? Because that's inaccurate in that they're, <laughs> they're not. Um, and that didn't feel right either. And then uh, I, I focused in finally on ordinary. And I thought the most ordinary... Yet inaccurate name for a band would be just like the the Smiths, as in just here's a generic name that we can use. Mm -hmm. And thought, yeah, okay, Morrissey. That's who Stephen is. Got it. Mm -hmm. The Smiths. Yeah, I had a, a similar 
train of thought there. Um, I Part of what helped me was focusing in on the name Johnny because the most famous 80s English rock band name, I feel like, from, uh, you know, basically of that name is Johnny Marr, mm. who um, went on to, you know, other bands and so on and was almost certainly the best part of the Smiths. Um, yeah. And so... I, I so that kind of, that got me thinking in that direction at least. Um, you know, I I did run through a couple of bands like well, U two has four members, but they didn't break up. They're still you know mm-hmm. making records, so that's not them. Um, and really, you know, the only quibble I have with this question is the term popular in the nineteen eighties. I don't think they were charting on the Hot One Hundred so much. Um, or, or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, the British equivalent might be. Um, so they, they were definitely much more in the alternative rock genre, which, you know, um, so that, that, that threw me slightly, but I, once I kind of recognized, oh, Johnny Marr, and then the whole thing about Morrissey and, and what, uh, people are or aren't allowed to call him. I'm going to call him Stephen from now on, frankly, <laughs> um, cause I don't know him anything. Uh, and then, you know, finally got around to, okay, what was that band that they were in? Oh, the, the Smiths, of course. And that fits with this sort of ordinary sounding name. Uh, and of course, none of their last names are actually Smith right. as far as I know. So I was like, okay, that must be it. The Smiths. Mm-hmm. And that was correct. I genuinely don't think I've ever heard that Morrissey's first name was Steven. I'm, I think I have, but I, if you asked me to pick out what was his first mm-hmm. name, I doubt I would <laughs> pull it out of a lineup. <laughs> Question three asks us for the name of a German engineer who demonstrated the first compression ignition engine. Yeah, and this one, you know, threw me off a little bit. It notes that he was Paris-born, and so after I dismissed sort of silly possibilities like the Wankel rotary engine, <laughs> um, which is a, is an extremely Monty Python-based reference, um, I was thinking, well, this must be someone whose namesake is a car company these days and that's where um the name lives on so to speak and so i didn't really i should have gone a little bit harder in the direction of you know types of engines with german names but my brain just kind of veered off and i started thinking about german car companies instead so i that narrows down pretty quickly like it's not volkswagen because that's not somebody's name it's not um you know uh, uh, what am I trying to say? It's not BMW because that's Bavarian Motorworks. Um, so I finally came down to like Mercedes Benz and I was like, am I going to guess Mercedes or Benz? And by the way, the Mercedes part kind of made me think, oh, here's the Paris connection. Mm-hmm. The Mercedes sounds like it could be a French, French. name sure. collaborating with a German, the German Benz to um, create this engine that then went on to be in their cars. Um, and so I ended up putting down Benz. For that reason. Reasonable. Uh, the key here was compression ignition engine. Mm-hmm. Diesel engines uh, don't have spark plugs as such. They operate based on uh, compressing air and thereby heating it up uh-huh. uh, by is it Boyle's Law. One of those. Uh, and then when the diesel fuel is injected into the very hot compressed air, it's hot enough to ignite it. Right. 
the reason I know this is because it's a very common hazing thing in the army to send the new guy to find diesel spark plugs for the Humvees. Sure. Which all run on diesel. <laughs> and that's not a thing. Yeah. So, yeah, that's how I know that. And, and I knew that as soon as I saw compression ignition, I said, oh, this is diesel. I had no idea he was Paris born, but the time looks right. 1897. Yeah, that's about when those were invented by that guy. So I'm going to go with <laughs> diesel. And that was the correct answer. Well done. Question four asks us to name a biblical character who's really who's remembered in association with his wife who became a pillar of salt. This is Lot. Yeah. whose wife looked back on Sodom and Gomorrah after they were allowed to leave, but told not to look back on its destruction. Mm. And she did and was turned into a pillar of salt. Right. And as it says, unnamed in the Bible. Yes. Um, and I had, uh, that that's what I know this from as well, is just like Lot's wife is kind of a, mm -hmm. um, uh, just only known that way. Um, and... It's very sort of, you know, Lot is the pious one who doesn't, who is sort of like the only good person left in Sodom and Gomorrah or whatever. Um, and his wife, and I want to say his other family members also perished because of this. I think so, yeah. Um, and, you know, and, and his wife specifically became a pillar of salt. So um, in this cataclysm, uh, so... Yeah, I don't know where I first learned this, but I there I didn't consider any other answer than Lot. And that was correct. Mm -hmm. Lot or Lut, which yes. is how he's known in the Quran, apparently. Indeed. Uh, and I, I had a whole rant about this while we were out walking, talking about this <laughs> earlier, about how uh, there's, you know, a, a overly large number of women identified in history, literature, etc., solely via their relation to a man. Yeah. Lady Macbeth, who mm -hmm. was based on an actual living human being who had a name, but mm -hmm. Shakespeare was like, eh, she's just Lady Macbeth. Mm. Uh, Grendel's mother, one, oh, of the, yeah. the, one of the earliest uh, villains, great monsters, final bosses, however you want to characterize <laughs> her, you know, one of the earliest surviving examples of that in literature, and... Has no name. She's just Grendel's mother. Mm -hmm. Lot's wife. Same thing. Yeah. Uh, and I noticed that it's all villains or, you know, people who are wrong in some way. Mm. And I cannot think of a single male equivalent. I can't think of any man in history or literature or the arts who is known as someone's husband, someone's father, someone's mm. uh, son or the like. I would the have men to ponder always that very get much. Names. Yeah, yeah. You brought up the uh, uh, the Canterbury Tales, yeah. where a lot of the characters are simply known by their uh, by their occupation, mm -hmm. but that's independent of someone else. Even and a lot of the wives are known as the whatever's wife. Yeah, the, or the wife of Bath. That yeah, kind of thing. Um, who I don't know if her if she is given a name. Of course, she's speaking in the first person, so mm -hmm. you know why would she? True. Say her own name yeah. out loud. There are some characters who, uh, that is true, who don't give their name mm -hmm. because they're the narrator. Right. Uh, the narrator fight club. Eh. Uh, never actually named. True. But also not defined in but, relation to yeah, it's not defined in relation to a woman. Else. Yeah. yeah. It's is not called the, the husband of the actual character or whatever. Indeed. Yeah. 
So that's my mini rant for the day after yesterday's math rant. Yes, indeed. Question five gives us the description of an animated TV series featuring characters known as Crystal Gems and who help a young half-human, half-gem boy learn how to control his powers. So, yeah, this one I haven't seen much of, but I just sort of have seen snippets of it enough that I know it's Steven Universe. Mm. Um, I've heard, heard that it's a lovely show, um, but yeah, I, it just is kind of in that niche of, um, our older kids are too old for it mm-hmm. when it was first on and yeah, kind of were. the youngest is too, kind of too young for it yeah, for, to be it... popular and kind yeah. of in our consciousness for her to watch. Yeah. We should probably, you know, maybe suggest it to her yeah it could do i've heard yeah that's it's very positive and... i don't even know what it's on what streaming service has it at the moment it, it was on question. cartoon network i believe i think that's right so i guess we've probably got an app for that somewhere on one of the streaming devices have to look for it yeah yes this same here uh i think i saw one episode of it once for some reason and i think i didn't bother continuing because it was like clearly there was a lot of mythology that i was utterly unaware of like mm-hmm. coming into buffy in the fourth season and just being like <laughs> i don't understand half of this right um but yeah it looked delightful and uh, everyone i know who's seen it has said it's delightful and you should you mm-hmm. should watch it i don't think i've ever heard anyone say that they bounced off of it and i didn't i just mm-hmm. decided that i couldn't uh justify finding the the original and you know, catching up to it. Yeah. But maybe I will. Yep. And, and that was the correct answer. Mm-hmm. It occurs to me that we, this is our second Stephen question of the day. Oh, yeah. Um, so you might say this is the Stephen slash Morrissey combined universe match day. <laughs> uh, question six uh, makes note that slalom, giant slalom, and downhill are types of alpine skiing. And asks us, uh, what type are cross-country and ski-jumping events? So my first thought was Nordic. Hmm. And I kind of had to talk myself back into that, because ski-jumping, to me, seems <laughs> much more alpine. It does, like, doesn't it? It involves going down a hill. Really fast. Yeah. Cross-country doesn't. That's To me, that's the difference between the two, is one flat, one not. That's true. Um, but I... For lack of anything else, and just knowing absolutely that cross-country skiing, at least, is Nordic skiing. Mm-hmm. I said Nordic. Yeah, I I honestly kind of didn't even register the ski jumping part of it somehow. Like, I saw the part about these ones are alpine, and then there's cross-country, which is what, and I know for certainty that that's Nordic. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, because we have other friends who you know, live up in yeah, yeah. The, the wilds of Minnesota mm-hmm. um, and do a lot of cross-country ski in particular, which, you know, I know are is Nordic from hearing mm-hmm. um, that person talk about it. So, um, yeah, I just put down Nordic and had no qualms about the ski jumping part because I kind of glossed right over that. Um, but uh, I, I think even if I had considered it, um, I, I would have had to go with Nordic based on the cross country anyway and nordic skiing was what thorsten was looking for yes i figure we're probably going to get credit for that just saying nordic yeah because the word skiing appears twice in the question Mm -hmm. and usually you don't have to put that kind of thing in um 
you know, maybe technically Nordic skiing is the official name of it. So he puts the full name, but, mm-hmm. um, you know, I think Nordic is plenty sufficient, uh, given the way it's contextualized in the question. Yep. I think you're probably right. So At least I hope you are, because I, if, <laughs> if you are, and if, I am. and if he, he also <laughs> accepts Sugarland one word, then I beard it. Congratulations. Yay. Well done. Last, last one. Go up strong. Yeah. I, I ended up with five out of six, which... I feel a little silly about the diesel one. I feel like just a couple more steps of thinking might have got me there. Um, and just kind of giving myself time to think laterally about the question, which is something I think I'm going to try to resolve to do a little bit more uh, instead of, you know, that's the one thing that I can think of that helps me get away from just sort of being a one-track mind or, mm-hmm. or being stuck on a certain way of looking at a question. Right. Is just to say, well... What about this aspect? Let's kind of play that out, mm-hmm. um, and uh, and and see how that goes. Because it would have been really cool to beard on the last day yeah. to finish out a season where I beard it seven times, mm-hmm. which is ridiculously unprecedented um, for me, and ended up with a total of one hundred and eleven correct answers Terrific. out of the, out of the one hundred and fifty. <laughs> also, easily my best score. Good. Um, and great to do that in a rundle and be yes, safe from relegation indeed. for once. Yep. Yeah, I uh, I was safe uh, as of today. Mm-hmm. Uh, not at any time before that. Because <laughs> uh, going into yesterday, I was four points out of the red and oh, yeah. not that far up on MPD. So I could have mm. easily uh, dropped a couple. Sure. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm living as well. So yep. that'll be nice. Yeah, it is kind of cool. It's not that common that we both stayed in yeah. a rundle. Um, I mean, I think I'm the only one who's dropped out while you stayed in. I don't think we've swapped before. I don't recall. Um, but, uh, um, but yeah, nice to, to be able to hang in there. Mm-hmm. And pretty solidly, too. I don't think there was a point, maybe except for early on in the season, where I was uh, real super close to relegation yeah yeah you were um, you were pretty far up the whole time you were doing really well even from the beginning Excuse uh me. well I, like i think the first three days were kind of rough on everybody yeah as i okay. recall there's that that was kind of nasty but then it got then it kind of swung back to mm-hmm. uh apparently stuff that i know about a little more um i had really been hoping uh after last week where i bearded the the four times in a row um, and I had mentioned this in our, our, uh, Slack channel we discussed with friends and one friend who is not actually in Learned League, um, but knows of it from us talking about it said, well, maybe they've run out of questions that you don't know the answer to. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been nice. And then I got three yesterday. So, so much for that. But, um, but yeah, gotta, gotta be pretty happy with. With my results this season, um, the trick will be sustaining it next season. So yep, that's always it. That's my hope is to stay in an A. Is the... <laughs> try to set my goal a little higher um, mm-hmm. with the correct answer. Like my goal normally is a hundred for correct answers, mm-hmm. and so maybe I got to juice that up to 110 and aim for that. Yep, mine is my goal is also a hundred because that's four a day. Sure. Uh, which will generally at least let you survive a rundle mm. um, it takes let's see 135 
to to be <laughs> at the top of our particular rundle. Woof. Which, yeah, if you want to get an entire question right per day plus some. Oh my gosh. Absolutely insane. Well, what's like, what would get me to second place? Uh, 105, actually. Ah, see, so that's, You're, you yeah. know, it's, it's within reach, perhaps, mm-hmm. uh, on a good season. Yeah, a lot of it's just uh, how many correct answers against. Uh, mm-hmm, it was mm-hmm. fairly low for, the, for two of the three people in the green in our rundle. And I will say so that's you know, getting lucky more than even having good defense. True. Um, and uh, three of the beers last week were ties mm-hmm. for me, which yeah. is kind of a kissing your sister situation there. Um, but uh, uh, better than losses, mm-hmm. certainly. Um, get get your one point out of them. Yep. And so hopefully I can finish strong. If I'm lucky, people won't uh, discount me too badly on diesel and and. Hey, you know, I got a question about game sport. Um, uh, I guess the other ones are a little more in my wheelhouse, but geography, not so much either. Mm-hmm. So I think I got a shot. Indeed. Well, that's it for this season. Uh, tune in in May for more post-game analysis. And remember, don't forfeit. Don't cheat. <laughs>